Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. As usual, Tuesday night here in Texas, it is 8 p.m. It's actually 8.01, and I have to say within the past four minutes, we've probably had enough tef technical difficulties to make uh, most people very afraid of the Internet and what could possibly go on. But uh, we have luckily figured it out, and we had about a minute to spare. And boom, here we are, live, one minute late. I think that that, considering how some things have gone or how some episodes have gone in the past, we have uh, done quite the awesome job, so I appreciate Steven and all of his hard work. Obviously, Steven is our producer and uh, aficionado motion graphics person, so he does a great job getting all the shenanigans together and, uh, as I like to say, corralling the crazy. Um, I, think, I, think it's a, I think it's a good time. So, Steven, I really appreciate your efforts. I just wanted to give you a big shout-out. So, seat time. For those of you guys who have absolutely no idea what you're watching, this is seat time. We're just uh, a bench racing, beer drinking, good old time on the internet talking about off-road racing and all the results that go on. Uh, i got a couple riders always on the show that we're going to talk to tonight specifically, uh, Ryan Ballou, and we're going to have uh, Tucky LaRue, Tucker LaRue. I, I, don't, I really don't think that their last names, they're, they're definitely not spelled anywhere near the same. And I, I, I doubt they're pronounced the same, so I'm probably going to get corrected by that. And then as well... We're going to talk to uh, the, the organizers from the Big Sky Cross Country Off-Road uh, National Championships that are going to be coming up. So lots of fun stuff. So where can you find Seat Time? If you're like, oh, my God, these guys are halfway decent and funny, I want to know more about it. SeatTime.co is the website. Everything's archived there. You can go to YouTube, search for Seat Time. And, of course, Stitcher and iTunes, you can as well search for Seat Time, and you will be able to find the show and uh, subscribe and listen in. So... First off, Mr. Ryan Ballou, one, how bad did I butcher your last name? And two, what are you doing tonight, kind sir? Well, first off, you, you pronounced it right. Nice. Uh, not, many, not many people do that, so um, uh, congratulations. <laughs> I and, have um, done something right in my life, and it feels good, I have to say. Well, question number two, just kind of hanging out. You know, really not a whole lot going on tonight, so just kind of relaxing a little bit. That's all right. You're on seat time. Now there's a ton of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes it kind of exciting. I know. It's because the thing is, is honestly, nobody ever should know what to expect on this show. And I think that that's kind of half the fun of it. You never know what's going to come up, what we're going to talk about, pictures we might try to Google in the middle of all this, and, uh, you know, come up with some crazy good times. So you said you're just hanging out tonight. It's a Tuesday night, and you're probably still on the East Coast somewhere, so it's 9-ish. <laughs> over there so so uh where you at are you in south carolina yes um i'm still in south carolina um you you contacted me earlier in the week and of course i kind of procrastinated on getting everything together and last minute i found out my my wireless router went out so i had to come over to my cousin's house where and steal his internet nice well uh you I can tell you this right now, you're definitely not the first guest to procrastinate for about 10 minutes before the show to try to see if their Skype app still works on whatever device they're trying to use it on. And two, do not even feel remotely de bad about stealing your cousin's internet because recently we've had a slew of folks going to Starbucks to steal uh, Wi-Fi. So well, I think well, that you went to a family relative. That's that's uh, that's stepping it up a notch over Starbucks. Yeah, um, 
And there for a little bit, we had problems getting his working, so I was just about go over to McDonald's and steal theirs. <laughs> I love it. McDonald's would have been a totally new one. I think that that would have been a fa- – I'm just saying, in the future, I'm okay with that. You're not going to – I think it'll be eat, fun. Eat a cheeseburger, drink sweet tea, and chat on wine. <laughs> I love it. So I, I have to comment right off the bat, Mr. Baloo, that your accent is absolutely awesome. Um. <laughs> And I just, I want to know right now, the most, uh, I don't know if uncomfortable is the right way to put it, but just awkward situation because of your accent. Has there ever been one or is there one that you can think of right off the top of your head? Well, probably in seventh grade in my Spanish class, I was trying to speak Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Ended up not not doing too good because my Spanish teacher said I couldn't pronunciate everything correctly. So that's just one thing off the top of my head, but there's been, I promise you, you're not the first one to say something about it. Well, I will never, I, I got uh, I got quite a, I grew up in Louisiana, in southern Louisiana. Uh, for whatever reason, I didn't, I grew up in New Orleans, so I don't know if because of the fact that I was in New Orleans proper, that I didn't actually pick up a southern accent, but uh, I didn't. I, that's probably a good thing, um, to a degree. Um being in Texas now, though, I kind of wish I did because I could throw a cowboy hat on and put some cowboy boots on, but you can't really fake being a Texan, and unfortunately, that's kind of what I do now. So, do you have a bunch of people that like fake being South Carolinians? I guess. And speaking of the Texan, you even got the mustache to pull it off. You like that? You like that? Oh, yeah. If I could throw one, I'd have one. <laughs> well, don't don't feel bad. How are you? Are you in your early twenties? How old are you, Ryan? Mm. You're freezing up on me. Buddy. Oh, no. Can you hear me now? Nothing. Mm. That's okay. As he tries to figure it out. I think, uh, so one of the things we're going to talk to Ryan about tonight is the fact that he is going to be going. Froze up on me. He's going to be going to Big Sky, and we're going to be doing some racing, and it's going to be awesome. Um, what do you think, Steven? Okay, I'm going to keep talking. So one of the things that we're going to uh, talk to Ryan Ballou about as we get him back on is the fact that he's going to be going to Big Sky. I think that considering the fact that we're about a month out from the event, I really wanted to try to talk to a lot of the racers that are going to be going because I think it's a big deal that we're going to have this kind of national championship and a lot of uh, you know a lot of racers. They're trying to bring in as many racers as they can from around the country to get in there. And they've also got riders from around Canada and stuff. So Ryan, can you hear me a little bit better now? I can. We're we're good. Awesome. Yeah, and as uh, you listened really well, we hung up. Stephen called Hello. you. Bam! Answered. Dig it. Maybe I don't know. Um. So you're mm. gonna you're gonna be going to Big Sky this year. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we're good now because I'm not the most computer savvy person. They are. That's okay. Are you gonna be going to Big Sky? Yes, I am. We're um. I talked to Randy today, and we're trying to get everything worked out. So. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Nice. So you've been doing a lot of racing on the East Coast. That's I mean, that's where you grew up. It's where you've done the predominant amount of your racing. So give us just a little bit of your backstory, kind of how you got into where you're at now with all the GNCCs, um, and then how you think that's going to benefit you, you know, going into Big Sky. Well, um, basically to start it all off, my, my grandpa rode and my dad rode. So when I was six years old, I got my first motorcycle. And then um, 
Yeah, things just kind of progressed, and I raced my first race and when I was 10 years old. And then in 2002, I started doing the GNCCs, and ever since then, I've been doing them. And then in 2008, I got hooked up. I live five minutes away from Randy Hawkins, and so that, that's always been nice. We've always had a good good relationship. And then 2008, I, kind of, I started riding for him. And then, you know, injury after injury, you know, things kind of kind of got discouraging. Yeah. And then um, last year, it went it went decent. It was my first year back, really, after being off basically for three years. And um, so last year went decent. Thought I was going to make the whole season without getting hurt. And then I think two rounds before the finish, I ended up breaking my heel bone. So that was that was kind of a bummer. But, um, you know, kind of, I, I stuck with it and... This year it's been been going real well. Still doing the GNCCs and um, Randy kind of got talked to me at the beginning of the year, see if I wanted to do the national enduros. And I've, I've always done enduros, just kind of fun, you know, a couple local ones here and there. But as um, far as the national enduros, this is my first year doing them. And at first it was a it was a little little new getting used to, I guess you'd say. But um, as each race is going on, I'm starting to enjoy them more and more. Yeah. Well, uh, what did you think of what was the – so you hadn't really done any of the National Enduros before you went and started this year? No. Um, I, I might have did one or two a long time ago. And um, But as far as that, the Little Brown Jug is probably an hour from, from my house. Oh, I've, okay. I've always done that. But as um, far as Enduros, that's, that's about it before this year. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I really enjoy the National Enduro Series. Uh, one of the things that uh, I was I was talking to our other guest, Tucker, about before we got on the phone with you was that how much uh, I really enjoy the new national format. Uh, do you, have you had any pros, cons, or, I guess, issues with, with the way that the Enduros are run now? I would imagine that the Little Brown Jug at one point was probably a timekeeper. Yeah, a um, long time ago before I got into it. So. Okay. So I, I've, never, I've always wanted to learn how to do it. But um, the way everything is now, I think think they got a real good system going. Yeah, no, I can tell you now. There's absolutely no reason for you to learn how to time keep it in enduro. And if for some reason you do go to one where it's that way, just put a guy on your row that's like an A or B rider that knows how to do it, and he can time keep you into sections, and then just wave you past. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's that, that, I promise you that'll be good enough. Like me, <laughs> you, you could fly me in, and I could be your timekeeper. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind in case one ever comes around. <laughs> if nothing else, I'll be fun to have on your row, I promise. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dig it. So, Big Sky, I want to know how excited you are for, one, this event, and, two, the fact that you're getting to go and racing. Yeah, um, last was last year the first year they had it? Well, it's been around for a little bit longer than that, but last year was, I think, the first year that like the Ampro team went as a big team, uh, mm-hmm. and they kind of started growing and really starting to bring, bring a lot more of a national presence to yeah. it. But this, this is the first year that it will be an official AMA-sanctioned national off-road championship event. Hmm. So. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, last year is the first year I heard about it, and I, I didn't go, so I really didn't pay that much attention to it. Um, I heard all the stories from Paul and Jordan, all of them, and from what they were saying, I, it, I was, it sounded very interesting, it sounded pretty fun, and um, wasn't too sure how you got into it, I always heard you had to be invited, 
And so um, up at Snowshoe, West Virginia, GCC, I was talking to Brian Elliott, and I didn't didn't really know anything about it. And um, he asked if I was coming. I said, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, you know, how do you get in? He kind of looked at me kind of puzzled and said, you're already in. <laughs> nice. So, so it kind of caught me by a shocker, and when he said that, I was just I was excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, this is what I think what they're trying to do this year is give and not free passes by any means, but they definitely, you know, people they want people to go to these qualifiers and they want people to qualify because eventually it will get to the size that it's so large that it will be in a sense like the Loretta Lynn's for off-road. You know, you will have to qualify to make it because of the fact that the rider numbers uh, will just be so high. So um, but you know you're you're obviously such a talented racer that it'd probably be very easy for you to qualify to get into to the event. But you will be in the pro class, so you're going to have a lot of competition. Um, but you you're not going to be fighting. You're not going to be riding against Paul Wibley because he had surgery on his groin, right? Yeah, sure did. What did he mess up in his junk that made him have to have surgery on his groin? Well, um, be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about it. He kept it. Kept it pretty quiet from everybody. Would you keep it quiet, or would you tell everybody that you're getting your junk worked on? I mean, I, I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> but um, he. I know he had surgery, and I haven't got a chance to see him. Just been been pretty busy here lately. But um, from what everybody's been saying, he's been doing real well. He's been hanging out up at the shop, staying busy. So he he must be doing all right. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, one of the things the, that I that I noticed when I was googling your name, trying to find out some dirt on you, is that you have been a CrossFit competitor at the Open this year. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. Yeah, is that uh, so? Tell us a little bit now. Everybody knows that I'm kind of a big CrossFit fan. Uh, when I'm not recovering from some kind of surgery, I really enjoy going to a box and and you know doing the wads, if you will. But uh, tell us a little bit about your CrossFit experience. Well, um, I was up at Jordan Ashburn's house last year, and um, Rich Froning, every, every every CrossFitter knows Rich Froning. You got to meet Rich too. I did. I was. What's I was the deal? Um, you know, was, he said I never really heard about it, and he said, "Hey, come on, let's go do CrossFit." I said, "Well, you know, I've always been been into workouts and exercise and stuff," and I said, oh, "I can't be too bad." No idea who Rich Froning was or anything. So I get there and I see this big, huge, muscular guy come up. And he <laughs> said, That's my trainer. Who? Well, long story short, I didn't move for a couple of days. <laughs> it hurt, didn't it? It it did. And then you know, I guess it's like anybody does CrossFit. Once they do it once, they're kind of hooked. Yeah. And so um, I came home, and then just so happened there was one. One opening up probably 20 minutes from my house. And so I was able able to get in, get to know the guys pretty well, and, you know, it's just been having a ball with it. That's awesome, man. So I think it was Brad Bakken we were talking with a couple of weeks ago. That Was was he there as well? Is he? Do you know if he's – I think he's the one that actually had met Rich Froning as well that was working out with Jordan Ashburn. Does that sound familiar to you, or am I just – I, I think so. Um, he might have mentioned something about it, but Brad, he's a he's another fellow crossfitter. Nice. Well, then I, I would imagine that that's probably the way it's gone down. We did talk a little bit, or you did mention when we were kind of talking a little bit about your, your past, that you've had to go through a lot of injuries, and that obviously can be 
mentally kind of draining because you don't know when you're going to be able to come back, if you're going to be able to come back. So you had like dislocated patellas and broken AC joints. I mean, you had a lot going on. So tell us just a little bit about kind of some of the injuries you had to go through and yeah. how you were able to come back from all that. Yeah, like, like you said, my I had patella dislocations, ended up having to have two surgeries on it. And then um shattered my AC joint, had surgery on it. And um you know, it, just those surgeries alone wasn't bad, but it was the fact of I had a surgery, I was out for a period of time and then I got back riding, feeling good, and within a month something else would happen. So it was it was kinda repetitive and couldn't really catch a break. Yeah, but now I mean, so once you kind of got back on the bike, how long did it take you to kind of go? Okay, cool. I'm a hundred percent. Like I am race ready. Well, be honest. Well, last year it was it was my first year doing a whole season without a major injury, and so last year I I, I felt like I, I was riding good, but I didn't feel a hundred percent. And um, this year we it had we had a good off season, and you know. I feel now like I'm back where I was and just having fun at it again. Good. Uh, that's good to hear. Okay. A couple more questions before we switch over to one of our other guests. Of course, I wanted to know, it looked like that you were doing uh, college for a little while as a full-time student. Is that still something that you're kind of, that you're you're dipping your toes into? Yeah. Um, I've been been a college student for quite some, some time. That's it's, okay. I was on the five-year plan. Took me a little <laughs> while. It's all right. Yeah, but um, currently I took took this year off. I knew doing the Enduros and GNCCs, it'd be pretty busy you know, as far as traveling and everything. But um, I'm going for my personal training degree. Awesome. And so it, it's something I've always enjoyed and something I like helping people and, you know, I just personally enjoy it. But, um, you know, once things slow down, I have all and I'm going to go back and, you know, hopefully, hopefully finish it up pretty soon. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things that you kind of need to find a way, find a way to do it. So I know that it's it's tough in this in in the situation where you're training every day and racing all the time and stuff. So I know that we'll be able to get you going soon. What do you think, Stephen? Man, one day we're gonna find a way to send Wi-Fi to people, and it is gonna be the most awesome day ever. Um, I do want to take a chance to say thank you very much to Fly Racing. Um, for those of you who don't know, they just put out their 2014 line. Uh, they've been debuting it at uh, all the all the nationals that have been going on, all the motocross nationals. Um, they're going to be putting out their uh, what was it? Their their catalog soon, so that everybody can see. I do believe it's going to be about August 1st is when everything will be available with the dealers, so that you can go ahead and pick up all your new Fly Racing gear. But please go check them out, flyracing.com. I'm excited because I know that uh, a good buddy of ours, Dale Spangler, is going to be coming to uh, Big Sky, which I'm going to be at with him, and though that way I'm going to be able to uh, check out some of the new fly racing gear that's going to be there and i'm really looking forward to doing that so thank you very much fly racing for all your support of seat time we really appreciate all the awesome that you do and we hope that everybody could go support them so please go check them out flyracing.com is the website oh yeah so we got you back all right top stuff that has happened this year at the gnccs and maybe as well the lowest point mr blue hmm well top is probably still being healthy um 
you know, and also being healthy, having fun at it. It seems like every race, you know, I just get off the track with a smile on my face. So that, that's always a plus. And um, low point, can't think of any right off right off the top of my head. I think that in itself is another high point. Yeah. That, that uh, You've had such a good year that there really are no low points, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, just, just having fun at it. Dig it. Well, that's awesome, man. So how are you guys in the team all getting to – to Big Sky, are you flying? Or are you driving? Or what's the what's the dealio? Well, I'm not too sure yet. We're we're still <laughs> we're figuring it out. Yeah, but if if it comes to it, I'll 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 make the long journey and drive out there. Yeah, you've you've probably been in uh being a professional motorcycle racer. I'm pretty sure that you've made some long drives before to races. So yeah, um, we did a did enduro cross there, 2009, 2010. Yeah, we ended up going to Vegas several times, so that was that's pretty pretty long drive. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's a long drive. Do you guys drive straight through the night, like swapping yeah. off drivers, or do you sleep at all? Well, it just depends on what kind of trip it is. I mean, sometimes we we pull over, but most of the time we just keep on going. Oh my gosh! Whew. Y'all look crazy. I tried to when I, I went to the ISDE qualifier in Idaho last year, and we made that twenty-seven hour drive, and it was. Horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible. I, I think I was looking looking on the internet, and Big Sky's 34 hours from me. And so, so that would be pretty interesting. All I can say is good luck, because that I, sounds... I it. Yeah, 34 hours sounds way worse than 27 hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to be getting up there on Thursday morning. Um, we're going to be doing a course preview and then on Friday we're going to be doing interviews and we're going to go around and, uh, kind of, kind of take in some of the sites there in Big Sky, really get a chance to, to see what all Big Sky has to offer, not just for racers and riders, but as well, you know, for families and vacationers and stuff like that. And I think that, uh, you guys are going to have some, uh, some time to do that as well. So if we get a chance to hang out, we're going to have to talk some more, uh, kick it and, uh, I'll try to see if I can replicate your accent. Yeah, for sure. That would be kind of interesting. I think it would definitely be kind of interesting. Well, dude, we really appreciate your time on Seat Time. Where can people go find you and find more information out there about you on the Internet? Um, Probably Facebook. Okay. Really not a you know social media type person, but I do have a Facebook. Well, uh, spell, spell your last – I'm pretty sure where nobody's going to screw up Ryan, but spell your last name for everybody just because uh, I think I think it would be fun if you did it. It is um, B-E-L-U-E. B-E-L-U-E, Baloo. Dig it. That is that is so, fantastic. You need a cowboy hat. You know that, right? Like, I got one, but I figured I'd, I'd get Brian Elliott's Alliance Off-Road hat. I'd, no, yeah. Time. Yeah, I hear that. That's that's I, Tonight I put my Jesse Grome shirt on. It just got, I just bought it and got it in the mail, uh, you know, supporting him going to the ISDE on the junior trophy team. And I got the, uh, I got, so I've got his t-shirt that just came in. I got Andrew DeLong's t-shirt on the way. I got the O'Leary brothers. Their t-shirts are on the way. Ryan Kudla, his t-shirt will be on the way after my next paycheck because I just bought all these other t-shirts to support these guys. It's just, I, I know that I'm not going, and I went last year as media, had so much fun. 20 bucks a t-shirt or 20, and 25 was shipping. Yes, I want to support these guys as much as possible. Um, yeah. And I figure in five years I can make a blanket out of all these things <laughs> or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So 
It'd be pretty cool to have a blanket with all t-shirts. I agree. I think it's so. If anybody wants to know, Seat Time will support people. We just can only do it twenty-five dollars at a time. That's pretty much our. That's the only sponsorship we offer. <laughs> we just want yeah. a t-shirt out of the deal. <laughs> all right. So go to Facebook. Check out Ryan uh, Baloo. And uh, make sure that you guys go and support all the awesome that he's got going on with the Ampro team, where Andy Hawkins, all that fun stuff. I can't wait to see you guys in Big Sky and have a good time, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it, and it should be fun. Awesome. Well, appreciate you taking the time to make it to your cousin's house and possibly have to go to McDonald's and find <laughs> Wi-Fi and come on seat time. Uh, it, it's, it's not the worst time. Uh, obviously, sometimes there's technical difficulties, but we work through it. Um, you know, we're just trying to create the best show that we know how with the, the little bit of means that we can find on the internet. So you have fun out there and uh, keep posting cool pictures, okay? Already, and my cousin's standing here and like say thank you to Trey Jefferson for letting me use his house. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. I love it when people get shout-outs like that. It's kind of viral. We might, yep. I don't know. He might be famous after this show. You never know. He could be. He might be beating me one day. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, you guys have fun out there, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Later. All right. Now, Stephen goes ahead and gets us all set up and uh, gets our next guest, uh, Tucker. I'm going to say Tucker LaRue, um, and I know that he is going to go ahead and, and, and fix that for me, but that's kind of how I want to pronounce his name. Um, he uh, he's ride, he rides a TM. Um, so for those of you who don't know, we've talked with uh, you know other riders from the European countries, if you will, that have had uh, that have ridden uh, those uh, the TMs before, and uh, they, they've had issues with them. So we're going to talk with Tucker a little bit about some of the bikes that he's riding, and uh, you know, figure some stuff out. I think it's going to be interesting. So there you are, Tucker. Look how cute you are, 15 years old. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. So as we were saying. I pronounce your name Tucker LaRue, and I think that that's absolutely wrong. Um, so I want to know, actually, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, you got it right. It's Tucker LaRue. Okay, so we had Ryan Baloo and Tucker LaRue. You guys, yep. nowhere near related. Your last names are not spelled anywhere the same, but that kind of worked out, I think, in my favor. It gave me less chance to screw things up. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. A, it, a lot of people screw up my name. What's the most common, or maybe the most, the top three common ways that people mispronounce your name? Uh, Larry U. Um, Larry U? Larry U, and then like, very, very little do, do people pronounce it correctly. Very, okay, yes, understood. Well, I mean, looking at it, it is, you know, it, it's a diff, it looks like a difficult <laughs> name for sure. I'm not going to lie. So you live yeah. in Northern California in a very, very small town called Portola? Yeah, that's correct. Man, I even got that one right. That's pretty awesome. So how is, how is that <laughs> for uh, traveling and training? It seems like a small town. You're kind of away from some of the bigger interstates and things like that, and even some of the bigger highways. So kind of how, how is the, how's the living up there and being able to, to train and stuff? It's how dark you are. It actually works out really good. I have a lot of riding around here. And uh, for me, I mean, it, it seems to all play out. It just takes a while for us to travel sometimes. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's all pretty good. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I did notice that you kind of went to the ISDE qualifier, and you've been. this is like your first year as a pro. I mean, there's been a lot going on um, that you've really kind of, you know, at 15 years old, it seems like there's just been a ton going on in your life, and you've really started to kind of, you know, a lot more first places, a lot more top five finishes in a lot of the classes that you've been competing in. So how is, uh, 
How's all that been going for you? Uh, up on me. Is it a little bit better? What was that? Oh, I was just yeah. check, checking in. Like, how how's every how's the year been going for you? Now that you're 15 years old, you're in the pro class competing and all that. Uh, it's been going pretty good so far. I mean, it, it has its up and downs like every year does, but I mean, for the most part, it's been going pretty good. I mean, I've been doing as as good as I can at 15 years old and right seeing how it works out. Yeah. Well, um, so. At the ISDE qualifier, I, I, I looking around trying to find results and stuff like that. It looked like you had a horrible Saturday, but you had a phenomenal Sunday. So, how was how was that weekend for you there at the qualifier? Uh, well, the Saturday, pretty much, I was running good. I was I was running first in all my special test sections, and then I just made I was going too fast, and it made a, sw- a quick little switchback turn. And I was just going to try and jump right through the middle of it. And I ended up jumping off of an edge down Oof. into like these really thick ferns. And I had to I had to pretty much like haul my bike back up the hill on my, on my own in a, in a test section. So I, I, I gained so much time in there. Oh, that sucks. But then, uh, but then the, the second day, it, they ran the same course just backwards. And uh, I, I pretty much knew the, knew the course somewhat from what I remembered. And I just tried to stay smooth and not make any mistakes like the day before yeah and uh so and you you overalled do you overall the day or you overall the class or how what was the actual uh, placement that you came in on sunday um well we were gonna sign me up as loi but i'm, I'm not old enough to run loi yet right you've got to be 16 for that right yeah yeah and uh so we just signed me up in the i think uh a a a2 so yeah like a four fifty, I think, is what it was, right. something like that. And uh, I was I was winning that class and was was uh, third overall most of the day. And then uh, and then that got me down to like a hundred place. Uh, man, that's crazy that you did so well uh, that at fifteen years old at that event. <laughs> so, what type of racing do you typically? Is I guess your specialty what you do the most? I know you've done a lot of off road and a lot of motocross. So are you kind of focusing more on off road, trying to do a little bit of everything? What are you kind of trying to 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 you know prep for? Uh, for me, I mean, I've I've grown up riding off road pretty much my entire life. I, I got a bike when I was uh, three years old, I think, and uh, so I mean, I raced motocross for like two years, and then. The parents really didn't like sitting around waiting for motos to come around, so they started running the off-road where you just. But uh, for me, I just try to be as well of a rounded rider as I can be. Try try to be as good as I can, like as like a pretty good rider at everything I do. Yeah. Well, um, have and, you uh, have you had a chance to do much enduro cross? I noticed I saw a picture of you. I think at a Geico enduro cross. How was that? I love enduro cross. It's 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 one of my favorite things to do ever. But uh, at the moment, uh, I don't really have a bike to do it with. I got a, I have a 2012 450, but it's just it's too much for that, and it stalls way too easy. Right? Can't can't even a recluse on a 450 on an enduro cross track will only get you so far. <laughs> I'll get a really good start. Yeah. Yes, you will. Well, um, <laughs> what? So it looked like looking around, kind of Googling your name and looking at some of the results and stuff like that, that you are actually the 2012 AMA 
Western Hair Scrambles 250A champion. Yeah, uh, that's that, correct. That is a lot of traveling from being in Northern California, I would <laughs> imagine. So what, what are some of the drive times like for you to uh, be able to make those races? Uh, it, it's not really too bad because, like, uh, Elkton, Oregon is only – it's only like six hours, seven hours for us. And then uh, and then Montana's 18, 19 hours pulling our trailer. And then uh, pretty much – it's it's not too bad, and then Arizona's like fourteen hours, so I mean, it's not too bad. Huh? Yeah, that's a, I mean that blows my mind that you would drive plus <laughs> ten hours uh, to some of these races. I guess I should say since you're fifteen that your parents or your mom would drive <laughs> plus ten hours for you to go to these races. I know we would uh, do. I think the max we did growing up. I grew up in southern Louisiana was about six hours, and that was to like north. Birmingham, like kind of like North Alabama, um, and that was like I I, uh-huh. I was I was driving like an hour or two after the race at like thirteen because my dad was like, I'm not gonna be able to make it. We have to just start driving, and so I'm like, okay, shit, I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of yeah, nuts. yeah. I actually drove a couple hours. Uh, I drove about four hours back from Arizona one time. I was all on site. I was all on like uh, old older highways so yeah. my mom just told me to drive yeah sometimes uh, i'm not gonna lie parents need rest and uh, <laughs> kids kids sit in the car a lot they figure it out pretty quick uh that's, yeah. that's like any driver's ed course they're like all right here are the keys get behind the wheel you know how to do it you just actually <laughs> have to practice here we go yeah yeah so, there you go now you know how so thinking of it really quickly did you get a chance to pay attention to washugal this past weekend and all the craziness that went on with Lasergate? <laughs> yes i did yes did you get the did you listen to the pulp mx show last night or today after last night no i didn't oh my gosh i you have to go listen to that it you can get them <laughs> just like you can get us on itunes or stitcher and you can listen to that show uh it is fantastic um huh. they, they they get in mike genova who's you know the the owner of the mcr team the moto concepts racing and then they tony alessi calls in um and uh mitch payton called in before that like it was it was pretty crazy, all the stuff that they were talking about. And at one point, I actually thought that Tony Alessi was doing an, an okay job of kind of talking about the whole situation, and then he just uh-huh. loses it and goes completely crazy <laughs> at the very end. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like you're, you, just, you just don't like him. Like you just, he just makes you not like him. And it's very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Yeah. So, well, okay. I don't really have too much. Go ahead. I don't really know know about them too much. I'm more of a Chad Reed, James Stewart fan myself. All right, why? But, uh, if you're if you're one of their fans, why? Why? Yeah, that's cool. Just whatever. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've just always liked liked Stewart for like, well, pretty much since I've started racing. Right. That's okay. I, I just like style. Yo, he's definitely got a lot of style. It, yeah. It's pretty crazy how many people were uh, tweeting and posting pictures of Josh Grant after the at Washugal, um, because yeah. he was just throwing down some mean fat whips, um, and yeah, he's he's always been known for his style for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, it's kind of I don't know if people if he just hadn't been doing it or people hadn't been noticing because he hadn't been finishing the top five. But now <laughs> that he's been doing a little bit better, people have started to notice and post more pictures and stuff like that. So it's interesting the way that that kind of all goes down. So yeah, Big Sky. Have you, you've, have you raced it? You've raced at this race before? 
Uh, yeah, I have. I've raced it the past two years. All right. As a racer, what do you? What can you say about this race, and what should people expect? Uh, pretty much. If it doesn't rain, it's it's pretty dusty and uh, tight single track and a lot of rocks. A lot of rocks. A lot of rocks. So technical. Yeah, really technical. It's it's one of the most technical races I've ever done. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that actually excites me quite a good bit. That's fun. Um, so yeah. Do you remember how long it's, the, the it's laps are? It's pretty entertaining to watch. Oh, I bet. I'm going to be out there, and I'm going to be watching and having a good old time uh, rooting you guys on, not riding whatsoever, because racing, that sounds crazy. Crazy. Oh, you got to get out there. Oh, I'll be out there, but I'll be out there with the chainsaw <laughs> without a blade just screaming on everybody trying to have a good old time. So, uh, yeah. Do you remember how long like the laps are and stuff out there? Uh, I think I was turning at like maybe 38 to 40 minute laps. Oh, so they're long. They're yeah, long yeah, laps. Yeah, it's really long. Is yeah. it, is it that it's so technical that it kind of slows you down or is it that they're, uh, you know, they're like plus 10 miles as well? Uh, I think, it, I think it had like a 11 mile loop maybe. Yeah, that's, and a, good, it's that's just, a good mile it's loop. It's super technical. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're hoping to get out there on Thursday and go do a, a course preview. So I think it could be pretty cool. Um, to be okay oh. that way, I'm gonna just do it at my pace. I haven't been riding in a while because of my surgery. Um, yeah. And so, it, if it kicks my butt, it kicks my butt, which I know it will. Um, but it'll be fun. I'm gonna just have been like that'll pretty much be the first time on the bike since April. So, and I'm gonna yeah. go straight into that. Jesus. Good I luck. I know. I'm gonna bring a lot of chamois butter. <laughs> a lot, a lot of chamois butter. So you're a pro now at 15. You're going to be a yeah. big sky. You're going to be competing for a national championship. What do you think about that? Uh, I really don't know what to think of it yet. I mean, this will be my first time at kind of this big of stakes, I guess. And I mean, it just we'll see how it goes. I'll try try as doing best as I can, and we'll see. Well, um, and, and how do you think you're going to fare against some of the East Coast guys? Now, you're a West Coast guy. We just got to talk with uh, Ryan Ballou. He's an East Coast guy. Um, uh-huh. You know, y'all don't ever typically get to to meet that often. And in this kind of a format, you know, this is you guys are going to be more head to head than you've ever been before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I got, I got to show, I, I got to show what all these West Coast riders are all about. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. At least try, at least try to. Yeah, a little bit of sass in there. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> uh- so, do you think that? you have an advantage? Do you think that the East Coast guys have an advantage? Do you think it's completely a level playing field? How do you think that's all going to work out? Uh, I don't know. I mean, everybody has their, their certain course that they like. But, I mean, uh, I've, never, I've never been past – well, I think the farthest east I've ever gone is probably Montana or Arizona. Right. And, uh, I mean – I don't know. I mean, it's mostly dust out here, and from what I've seen, it's mostly mud back there. <laughs> not a bad assumption, or not a bad uh, way to look at it, for sure. It's it's kind of true. It can get dusty on the East Coast too, but when it, I mean, we've had actually quite a few muddy GNCCs this year. Um, yeah, yeah, it was like it, it's it's kind of crazy. We hadn't had a muddy uh, GNCC for a while, and then bam! All of a sudden, we had a bunch of them in a row. It was, yeah, was yeah. kind of cool to see. Um, I wanted to see what was uh, it. There's a lot of them there. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so bike wise, are you still riding the TM? Um, we still have one of them, kind of okay. like a practice bike. 
What and, uh, uh, what what bike are you consistently riding the most in right now? Right now, I'm riding the TM the most. Oh, you are okay. Yeah, and I'm, is that what you race on consistently, and that you're planning on racing at Big Sky? Uh, no, I I, I hardly ever race the TM. It's it's mostly uh, I did all last year and some of this this year here. Okay. And then, uh, I got talking with Johnny Campbell, and uh, he had a bike up for sale, and he gave us a super good deal on the bike. So I actually bought a, a 450 from him. Okay, and that's the 450 that you were talking about. Like you wouldn't yeah, want to ride yeah. for Enduro Cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so uh, is there possibly talks down the line of you being a JCR rider? Is that or anything like that, or is this just kind of like you know you guys are friends and it was a really good deal on the bike? Um, I'm not sure really. I mean, I would really hope it ends up going that way, but I mean. Well, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I, I keep in touch with Johnny as much as I can, and um, we, we, we try and go down there and see him whenever we can. And uh, so just try and keep in touch and let him know what I'm doing and see see where it all plays out. Nice. Well, it, it worked out really, really well for Colton Hager. Um, you know, he kind of <laughs> he kind of jumped around on a couple different bikes for a while, a couple different, like, privateer teams, yeah. was making it work, yeah. and now he's on the JCR team. Uh, being able to compete in the Enduro Cross series, so I, yeah. I it seems like Johnny Campbell's really trying to expand um, his his kind of Baja team to a little bit more off road. Uh, I you know it's indoor Enduro Cross, but still you never yeah. know. It could be in the next uh, next couple of years a uh, spot for you on the team. <laughs> Maybe yeah. So you're going to be 16 next year, and you're then going to be able to qualify for being either on a club team for USA at the ISTE. Or um, yeah. a junior trophy team. So do you know anything about racing in Argentina? Argentina? I know absolutely nothing about racing in Argentina. Well, then that is what you need to research, my friend, because 2014, the ISDE is going to be in Argentina. So being with a JC, yeah. having connections with JCR right now is probably <laughs> the best thing that you could have. You need to go out there and get as much desert racing in as you can, or desert riding, because, man, Argentina, I can only imagine that that's going to be like a whole nother <laughs> chili. Just going to be sandy, fast, open, and just yeah. where's the throttle stop at? And hopefully you <laughs> yeah, never have actually, to find it. We actually have quite a bit of – we have a desert series around here called uh, Moran, and uh, I do the select rounds of those, but for the most part, it's just – it's too fast. Uh-oh. Like, when you crash at that high speed, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Well, you uh, have you gone out to like the National Heron Hound and done one of the bomb runs? No, I haven't yet. All right, there you go. That's how you can <laughs> practice for uh, Argentina. Is go out there and line up next to Kurt Caselli and just try to keep him in sight on the bomb run. Yeah. Yep. That's true. <laughs> All I can say is good luck. <laughs> think? If my, I gotta get that big four stroke to start first. Yeah, they they've got to do a lot of work to be able to get those things to start off the line like that because you got to get them so warmed up and then once they get hot and you have to kill them, I don't know. It's got to be tough yeah. like when you're kind of trying to figure out how to make an engine perform better, but then start at the same time. Yeah, it's the same way. Like that that's my biggest uh, dilemma for Big Sky is whether to run two stroke for the start or the stroke. Well, um, have you? Would a recluse help that at all, or is that just to help you from not? You think that that would just be less stalling? Uh, I, I think it'd just be less stalling. I don't know if it really helps with the whole starting issue with it. Yeah, we need to get a uh, Honda to put an electric start on there. 
Yeah. Of, uh, EFI 4X. <laughs> nice. Well, we'll hopefully one day we'll get an electric start on a Honda, and it'll be all the better. Well, dude, um, we really appreciate you taking the time to come talk to us a little bit. So I would imagine you're excited for Big Sky, and you're looking forward yeah. to it. Um, what are you going to do if you win? You're going to go to Disneyland? <laughs> nice all right well unfortunately uh it seems like we're losing you a little bit so we're gonna i know that we were gonna get ready to call joe and uh jamie and talk to them a little bit about big sky what's going on getting all the organization there so dude we really appreciate you taking the time uh, coming on the show, talk to us a little bit about sharing just a little bit about yourself. Uh, what's coming up with Big Sky? Uh, is there a place out there? Do you have websites or social media type stuff where anybody can find you on the internet and uh, get in touch with you? Uh, probably just Facebook or uh, Instagram. I'm not much of a, a social media person, so. All right. Uh, I, I, I try and keep those as updated as I can with pictures and stuff like that. So. All right, cool. Everybody go out there, search for Tucker LaRue. It's L-A-R-R-I-E-U? Yeah, that's correct. Bam! Man, it's like <laughs> I have it spelled out in front of me or something. Ha <laughs> ha! You like that? Nice. Uh, All right, dude. Well, we're going to get on the phone with Joe and Jamie from Big Sky, and we're going to talk to them about the race and what's going on, but we really appreciate your time, man. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be at the race. We look forward to meeting you in person. All uh, right. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, dude. Keep being awesome at 15. <laughs> Thank you. Later. See you later. All right, so while we get uh, Joe and Jamie on the line, it possibly could just be Joe. We'll see how this goes if uh, they have met up and figured out how to get together. I, of course, wanted to say thank you to one of our other fine partners and sponsors here at the Corporation of Seat Time, and that is PowerSport Graphics. Uh, For those of you who don't know PowerSport Graphics, um, you can find them online at ridepg.com, R-I-D-E-P-G.com. Oh, yeah, I need to tell. Last name is Miller. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're calling his wife. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Are you watching live, Joe? Hello. Are you watching? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Why I, I can't hear you? Hi. <laughs> Okay, well, as we get their sound together, I'm going to keep on saying thank you very much to PowerSport Graphics. For those of you who don't know, uh, they are definitely one of the leading industry uh, in being able to get you the dirt bike looking most awesome. Uh, Fantastic graphics. Everything's going to last freaking awesome. You can save 40% if you use the ready-to-ship option. Oh, no, now you're you're watching and listening. I see how it is, Joe. Uh, And then, of course, um, if you go and order before 11 a.m. Eastern time, you can get it the same day. So same day shipping. That's pretty much the best stuff that you can have. And of course, if you're just like, I want to make whatever order I want to make and buy whatever I want off their seat, their website or call them, you can use the discount code seat time and save yourself 10%. I think that those are fine ways to save you money and uh, say thank you to one of our sponsors and have the best, uh, the best stuff out there. So Joe, any better? We're trying to figure out to get you, I can hear you a little bit. Can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you just fine. Okay. I'm just. I can't hear you. Hi. Hello. 
<laughs> Almost there? Good? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you really good. Yeah, I can hear you through a computer, but it's, I wanted to do the headphones because then we felt like we were more NASCAR guys. And, well, the, uh, way he's, the way he's chomping on those bar notes, I definitely think he looks like a NASCAR guy. Well, we just want our officials, we wanted to have headphones on, but when I'm, I can't hear you through our headphones. I can just hear you through my computer. Well, I, I do have to ask, do you have the show playing in the background as well? Say that again? Do you have the show playing on in the background as well? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, why do I hear myself? And I was like, that's very strange. But that might have... We were getting some weird feedback. But it's okay. All right. So you guys look fantastic. You look very professional with your headphones, unfortunately, wrapped around your neck and not... Uh, yes. And not, not on your ears. But what kind of bar nuts are you eating there, Jamie? We're at the Big Sky Brewery. Is that what you just asked us? Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. It's your show, Here. man. Just help, tell me whatever you want. Hold on a second. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Now put them on. I think I just figured it out. Was it called math? It's called um, computer slightly literate. I just <laughs> I didn't know how to do the how to make the speakers work through our headphones because we're at the Lone Peak Brewery in Big Sky right now. And there's a bunch of loud people in here that obviously have no respect for dirt bikers. <laughs> Nor people trying to do a live show from the bar. Good Lord. Can they believe it? I can't. No. Ridiculous. I think uh, so. the, the one thing that's funny, though, about the headphones is I remember when we yeah. talked earlier in the year, and I think it was like uh, early February, we, had, we were trying to talk to the waitress. And then we realized that she couldn't hear anything that we were saying because we all had our headphones on. So we were trying to like get her into the show, and then she's just staring there at us like we're idiots. And I was like, we're smart people. We are really smart. You know, It's what we do. It's okay. So you guys are at the Lone Creek Brewery there in Big Sky. We were, we were, she was staring at a couple idiots. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It, it's okay. I'm all right with it. So is this is this one of the, the fine establishments that people are going to be able to uh, to visit while they come to the Big Sky Cross Country Race, the National Championships of Off-Road? Yeah, I mean, how can you go to any town that has a brewery and not stop in and try the local brew, brew pub? I'm 110% behind that. I <laughs> think Tucker. Tucker might be a little young. Oh, yeah, out. Tucker. Yeah. If, you're, if you're listening, Tucker. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we're not promoting. Pintfuls of Awesome is whatever you want it to be, but if your Pintful of Awesome happens to have an adult content in it, you should at least be an adult. That's my disclaimer. <laughs> I like to put that out there. There you go. Very uh, responsible, Ryan. Yes, I am most most responsible person you guys are ever going to meet, I promise you. Um, <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you guys because of the fact that you have to know what's going on. You guys are about a month out from this, the first annual, you know, what is it now, Kenda Big Sky AMA Off-Road National Championship presented by Climb. You know, amp us up here. Tell us what's going on. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. You mean take this? Yeah. He's chomping on his bar nuts. We are the first ever Off-Road National Championship. Um, there are a lot of amazing off-road series out there across the country. Um, our concept and the collaboration we have with the AMA is to bring all those guys into one location and ha see who can do best on that weekend. Sorry, I've got the headphones, the microphone right there. So you had two great guys, two amazing riders, young up-and-coming guys, 
Ryan and Tucker were both on your show tonight. Our concept that we came up with the AMA was to get those guys out here. Typically, Ryan's racing the GNCC series, the National Enduro, those types of things. You got Tucker doing Enduro Cross and West Hair Scrambles, and there's constantly uh, bench bench racing going on across the country of who's the fastest kids, um, where's the best place for them all to meet up, and we've had this race out here for a few years, and we like the venue. The AMA likes the venue. Um, people enjoy coming out here. They enjoy, even though it's a long drive for a lot of guys, once they get, they really love it here. So this was the this was the spot that the AMA picked to allow all those kids and the pros all the way down to 50cc kids the opportunity to show up and race once a year um, versus racing with their local guys on the East Coast or on the West Coast. That's awesome. And, and as you mentioned, obviously the drive, we were talking to Ryan, you know, he mentioned the drive is about a 34-hour drive, if that's kind of what it comes down to, which sometimes it is. Um, but what, one of the things that you and I have been talking about a lot is how there's so much more out there. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to drive 34 hours just to go out there and race and then come home. But if they were to, say, add a couple days either before or after that race, it sounds like you guys have, like, Yellowstone National Park just a little bit south, all the ropes courses and all the stuff going on just at Big Sky itself. I mean, there's a ton to offer all these people that are kind of out there and play in your backyard, right? Yeah, I mean, Big Sky is, is kind of like the um, outdoor version of Disney World. There are tons of things you can do here. <laughs> Yellowstone... Yellowstone's right down the road. You've got on your way into town. You could. Hmm. Well, I have to say, Stephen, tonight does not seem to be the night for Wi-Fi. I just have to say it. I really think that we're just going to have to buy out Verizon and get them to put FiOS into this damn house because it's really starting to be aggravating um i definitely don't want to stop doing video but the more this happens the more i think we should just be a regular podcast instead of video um and i have to say i'm excited for this weekend because of the fact that i don't have to work this weekend i mean i might no what's this weekend this weekend's boat party that's what i'm excited about so not only do i have uh not only do I have Big Sky to look forward to at the end of this, at the end of August, but we have boat parties coming up weekend. For those of you who don't know, I'm about to turn 34. Um, obviously, I'm kind of excited about that. I don't really know how it's going to go over, but kind of keep it a little bit more race related. Um, I think it's one of the the fun bits is that we've got some flex bars that we're going to be testing soon, and, and we have the Promoto Billet. Uh, adjustable KTM linkage guard. I think both of those are really interesting projects, uh, products, especially in the off-road world, because of the fact that when it comes to the flex bars, there's been a lot of, I, I guess, like back and forth on, do you want flex in your handlebars? Do you? And I have yet to ride these guys, so I don't really know how it's going to go over, and that's why we're doing a review on it, is to see when you're kind of digging into these turns and really putting a lot of pressure in there, bringing all that centrifugal force. How much does it flex? Obviously, you can change out the dampeners and stuff in there and how fast do they give out. And those are all the kinds of things I want to learn. And then having ha having ridden a 2013 KTM 300, you know, it now has the linkage and the dog bone and all that kinds of fun stuff. And what comes along with that, the way that it's so vertical, is that the shock shaft, as it hits that dog bone linkage in the swing arm, can get stuck. Um, and after many, many hits, that can really, really wear down on the end of that shock shaft. 
And so they decided to make a machined guard for that. And then they also made uh, an adjustable one, which is the pro one. Um, and with that, you can adjust the head angle a little bit too because of the fact that, oh yeah, we're here. Our, our connection says excellent, so it's got to be your basement. Are you down in a bunker? Yo, I, I, I believe me. The, te the technical difficulties that always seem to happen on seat time and the fact that everything looks awesome until we go live, I've, I, I don't even like my situation right now. So. Well, we're in a brewery, so I guarantee it's not our problem. Yeah, nope. Definitely not the guy running the, running the computers. All right, so Big Sky, lots of fun stuff for everybody to do up there. Are we going to have a good time or what? <laughs> the show is now us watching them watch the show. Is that it? Do you want us to have a chugging contest? How fast? I can't hear you, but I can drink beer. <laughs> so there's there's no audio is, still. I can hear you, but this is going to be one hour of Joe and Jamie drinking beer. <laughs> I mean, I'm into it because I still have stuff that I can drink, so I'm okay with it. But uh, so can you can you hear me a little, or just seeing what I'm doing? Yeah. you're in now. We can hear you great now. That's so. Where are you, Brian? Are you in Atlanta? <laughs> no, he's in. He's in Austin or you're Dallas in Austin. Or you're in Texas. I'm nowhere. Cool. I'm nowhere hipster enough to be in Austin. I mean, I may All have right. this swanky stash. He's in Texas somewhere. But okay. yeah, no, I'm in McKinney. What was the just, temperature there today? Uh, hundred and hot. Hundred and hot. Yeah. It was a cool eighty-two degrees here in Big Sky. That sounds horrible. I know it is horrible. This I'm coming tomorrow. I'm going to stay work, with you. It was thirty-seven degrees. What? It was 37 degrees this morning. So I think when you when you take off for the first race on Sunday morning, you can expect temperatures to be in the mid 50s. And in August, that sounds pretty good in most places of the country. Jamie, I'm I'm, I'm sold. I mean, I wasn't coming before this conversation, but now I'm there. I mean, we talk about all the wonderful things we're going to do here, but the weather in particular. And I don't know if you have a lot of mosquitoes where you live or some crazy flies, but there aren't a lot at our altitude. <laughs> It's like so. It's one thing you got to prepare your bike for, but for your body, it's going to be a nice thing. It's going to be a nice change. Yeah, I mean, if you're with a guy who hates getting whelps, hanging out, drinking a couple beers in the patio, you won't be that guy when you're in Big Sky. That's right. <laughs> I like so it. So it's more than it's more than just a weekend to race, and I know it's a long drive for a lot of people. I've made two trips to California, and a trip to Oregon, and been to Arizona twice. This in the, doing the Western Hair Scramble series this year from here, and there's 16 hour drives. And I get it, it's a long ways to go, but you know, like when you show up in Clear Creek in February in California, right yeah. south of, uh, where is that? Right south of San Francisco. It is beautiful. And like just being there for the weekend is awesome in February coming from the north. So I think it's that same kind of experience for anybody coming from around the country where it's hot. This is a great place to be this time of year. There's no better place in my mind, and that's why I live here, and that's, that's why Joe lives here. It's because it, it is awesome. In the summer, yeah, falling this place. So, oh. fun. man, you guys are just selling it, man. Unfortunately, I, like my wife is a Texan, so I mean, I, I might just wind up living with y'all and then getting divorced really quickly. I don't know. It'd be horrible. I don't know if that's a good idea. No, I think no. that's a good idea. Probably yeah. not at all. You just took a great conversation and just turned it upside down. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's. You guys could just all come out as a family. That's true. 
Well, see, that's you the thing. That's what we wanted to do, and we wanted to try to figure out a way to do that for sure, but it's just kind of like all kinds of crazy stuff, figuring things out. But luckily enough, everything came together for a way that I could figure out a way to get out there. We're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to do a lot of media stuff. I think it's going to be neat what we have going on. So we're going to try to do Thursday. We're going to try to do a couple course previews, try to get out there and ride the course and make sure that everybody can see parts of the course. We don't want to show everything to everybody. It's still off-road. We don't want people memorizing the course or nothing. Um, Friday, go out, do a bunch of... Oh, yeah, and Thursday, I'm not even sure if we will have permission to be on the mountain yet, so... Oh, it's happening. Oh, okay. He's already talked with Unruh. Yeah. Perfect. No. All right. I talked to Joe, and Joe talked to other people and told me that I don't know what I'm talking about, but at the same time, it, I could keep acting like I do. That's perfect. Yeah. It's like, we'll send you out for a trail ride someplace. Tr- true professional. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and then, I think Friday is going to be fun, too, because we'll get to talk to a lot of riders. Maybe go do some rope courses, uh, go up some fun. What, is, what do they call that? Elevator to the top of the world or whatever? the tram oh what or you can just call it the elevator i think my i think my name was a lot better <laughs> i don't know why they didn't think of that stairway to heaven they, <laughs> they were like we don't want to have lawsuits that's why <laughs> was she squeezing in behind you there joe yeah we've got some people that uh you guys can come in if you want to get on on the show just no they just wanted to nope. sneak a peek that's it <laughs> they're just okay. like just remember they, they don't have headphones. We've, we've been through this nope, once. Yep, no idea, but you've got, you've got an intriguing stash. Can you guys, do you guys have a, a decent view of it? Of your stash? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's you know, right over the microphone. It looks good. <laughs> it's right over the top lip of your mouth, just like it should be. <laughs> so, Brian, have you been to Montana before? I have been to Montana before um, when I was much younger. Uh, we, we went and visited... Um, Obviously, it's in Wyoming, but we went and visited uh, Yellowstone National Park um, for about a week when I was probably in my early or late teens. So we kind of did a little bit, a little jaunt through Montana just because my dad grew up there for a little bit. But other than that, we just drove through it. We went to Idaho last year. That's about nice. it. It's unfortunate. I know. We have friends that live in Missoula. Um, and they're actually going to be coming in and trying to hang out with the, you know, just kind of taking the scenes because of the fact that we don't ever get to really see each other that much anymore being in Montana and Texas. So they're going to mm-hmm. come to Big Sky and hang out with us, watch some of the dirt bike racing and just uh, partake in the awesomeness that's going to be that's going to be going on. I think it's going to be be fun. Nice. Yeah. So you were just talking about flex bars a little bit. Was that is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll tell you what, just a little plug for flex bars. Let's, um, let's, let's hear it. We haven't reviewed them yet, but let's do You it. haven't? No, not I've been yet. Riding them. I've been riding them for the last probably year and a half. And, I mean, it's changed my riding experience. And I, I, I race in the 30A class, and I'm normally at the back of the pack. Um, but I like to ride dirt bikes. And it's the difference between being able to ride all day and ride 45 minutes without wanting to throw my dirt bike out the side of the hill. And I know that some of that is due to suspension setup and a lot of different things that you can do with your bike. But when you're on the nasty downhills that we have up here that are super fun to ride, it sure is nice to have a little bit of flex in your bars to go along with your suspension setup just to make your day a little bit more tolerable. Well, that's good to hear. Anything else. So both of you guys ride with flex bars. Yeah, I, okay. I wouldn't do it any other way. I All wouldn't right. ride that weekend if I didn't have a pair of flex bars on. Man, I guess I'm going to have to tell Brian Elliott the dirt bike he's bringing from me needs to have flex bars then, huh? You should. Otherwise, why would you even ride? Why would you ride? Um, it's because I'm, 
Because I'll be in Montana in Big Sky. Jason Parsons, you better be listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, boxes are going to show up at everybody's house. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't you wish it was that easy? Product would start falling from the sky. I know. That would be quite nice. No, uh, what, uh, it, actually what you did here was the fact that we were – obviously since we were having a little bit of connections issue, I was just mentioning the fact that we will be reviewing a few products, and one of those is a pair of Flex Bars. Um, I, I've been talking to Jason Parsons and a couple other guys over there um, and trying to like at Fast Company and trying to like really, you know, get a better idea of what's going on with the bars, why they've been making them, um, and if they could tell me a little bit about the evolution of them because I really want to, to, to test them in a fair light. Um, now, granted, we do not have the big downhills here in Texas. Um, obviously, like you guys do in Montana because you actually have mountains. And unfortunately, here we have hills that might go 100 feet. Um, but I'm really looking forward to getting out there, not just doing some video work and stuff, but really kind of riding on the bars and seeing what they can do. Now, if I'm going to, if Brian Elliott's 450 or whatever, I'm going to wind up riding and Big Sky has them, then obviously I'll be giving them a <laughs> much more of a test than I thought I would be. But I think it's going to be a really cool experience to, to be able to, to learn more about the product and really use it and really know how it can affect my riding and stuff like that. It looked like, it looked like in the photos from the national enduro in texas that you had some elevation changes for that guy for that race oh it, it, the one in texas was actually uh it was actually pretty good we did have some pretty good elevation out there at concho it's uh it's it's quick it's fast you know it's fat and it's shaley kind of rock so it, it's it's an interesting it's something in texas we don't have much of and that's definitely like a neat little niche area uh, being able to go out there and ride so it's a lot of fun yeah, uh, so if you guys you guys don't have any national enduros that are out west this year, do you? No, we haven't. Uh, Wyoming was for the past couple of years. They've been out in Wyoming, and and I forget what year it was when we had one in Montana. Joe and I both jacked ourselves up that day. That I think I made it like fun. a third of a lap. We're national enduro. Let's go try that. What's, what's this starting and stopping stuff? Who does what? Huh? We both we we both met at the camper halfway through. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I broke a couple Ooh. ribs. Yeah, our <laughs> wives are coming. Pretend like you're not hurt. Let me get my bike loaded up. Okay. Jamie had a, wa a washout at like 100 miles per hour and just completely ragdolled in front of his wife. Only place all day she was going to see me. I hit this G out full on wide open, tried to bunny hop over the top of it. Back wheel catches the, the lip and just sends me sailing in cartwheels through the air. The only place she was going to see me all day long. <laughs> Oh my god! And you're like, you're like, get up! It, like everything hurts, but you're still like, yeah. I'm okay, I'm okay, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. And you like, lift my arms above my head, but I'm good. Just a quick trip by urgent care, and we're fine. We'll be yeah. totally fine. <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, I'll have to find it and send it to you, Joe. But if people were to Google it, they could definitely find it. There's a picture of me coming out of the hospital uh, after the after one of the enduros in uh, Arkansas. As before, it was a national, and uh, I had I. I got like super crazy overheated, and so like they had to pump me full of I like fluids and stuff. Holy shit! I look like uh, Jack Nicholson in like one like uh, the in the what's the the red red rum. Your comb was coming out. Yeah, the shining. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm like I'm like, they, back. They didn't even put me. They didn't even put my shirt on when they took me out of the hospital. So I'm like in the gown still, like all like oh like it's like the best best picture ever. That's You've never had those experiences ever. Yeah, no. actually, no. Nope. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh no. So, uh, okay. So, 
I know we talked about this a little bit um, in February when we discussed it. Why do you guys get involved with race promoting? We weren't smart enough to think it through before we got into involved in race promoting, to be honest. <laughs> so what you're saying is if, if you have the chance to think about it, don't do it? No. It, no. So what you're saying is if you have the chance to think about it, don't do it? Can, we got more awesome audio. There we go. Is that you guys or us? I want to. I want to say it's you. No. 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 Okay. Can you? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I see her. She's cute. Nope. Hi. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, yeah, no. that was totally your fault. You know what I'm afraid, though, is that that's actually like a 16-year-old girl that I just said was cute, and that kind of creeps it, me out. She's probably 12. No, she's that old. <laughs> I'm going to blame the blinding light. <laughs> Damn it, it's the mustache. It brings out the weird in everybody, man. It does, including Brian. <laughs> yeah, including. And Brian from Atlanta as well. That guy, he's all over the place. Both you guys. Yeah, uh, uh, two different kinds of South. <laughs> it is. So don't race promote if you ever have a chance. Uh, just no, turn, turn you know it down. what? Somebody has to. Yeah, no, somebody I agree. absolutely yeah. has to. And the only reason we got into this is we were watching a GNCC on TV six years ago, and it was at Snowshoe. We were oh. looking at the place. It's all rutted out, beat to shit. It looks nasty. It's like, man, I think we could do we could do something like this in Big Sky. So that's kind of what started the conversation. Uh, Joe Race growing up, I had no business. I didn't even know how to ride a dirt bike. So we just started talking about how we could maybe try to figure something out here locally. And it was after somebody else approached the resort uh, that they decided that maybe it'd be a good idea to work with the two of us. So we started laying out a race course and that's all it was. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. Still don't have a clue what we're doing. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, as long as you know you don't know anything, it, it's, it's a good head start, isn't it? Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's all so, about confidence. It's kind of like I have no idea what I'm doing with this show, but I have notes, and I just have the confidence that I'm just going to try to keep talking. And if I assume if like, we go out and have arrows and stuff and ribbon pointing people which direction to go. And guys standing at intersections where you can't cut the course, and we drop a flag that everybody's just going to kind of follow along. Uh, in all honesty, though, you you know the big thing about promoting is following the basics and being um, and paying attention to the details. I mean, if if a race is one minute behind, Jamie's going nuts. It drives him nuts. And a quality race is is just paying attention to the small things and. And we just so happen to have a race. We've promoted some races outside of Big Sky, but we just so happen to have a venue that is phenomenal. So it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, we started off not really knowing what was going on with promoting, and people started showing up from a long, long ways away. And we started to take it more and more serious. And the race has just continued to grow and grow and grow. Um, the resort likes it. The people that come here continue to come back, regardless of how far they have to drive. And we kind of, you know, as as products in any in any business, if you have the right product, it will work out. 
if you ha especially if you put the right effort into it. And we may have lucked into the location in the in the venue, but we've paid attention to the details over the last few years, and I think it's it's been fun to watch it grow into what it's becoming. That's yeah, for sure. I agree. I, I'm I'm super excited to get up there and and kind of see what you guys have created in person. Um, uh, Jamie, Joe did tell me that there was a point yesterday where you like were out just walking around randomly on the mountain, kind of like. Uh, uh, not really knowing what you were going to do or anything like that. Do you feel a little bit better today? Or do you still just like, what? Did you get on? up? He was No, it's it's more of, it's the logistical, like, I love logistics. I, you know, manage a business, got six different locations. And part of what I really like doing is putting it all together and making sure that, you know, the contingency planning and I've got people where I need in order for it to be a safe, safe environment for whatever we're doing. And the race is no different. So about a month before, yeah, this year's a little bit different than other years, just because we, I know the mountain a little bit better. Yeah. But you know, like my concern right now is just like, where do I need people? Where do I need a spotter? Where, where what needs to be fixed? What, you know? So it's just like all these like little things. It's a million little things, and somehow I'm a little bit more at peace when I'm wandering around in the woods than sitting at my desk working during the day. Uh, and yeah. my bosses didn't listen to this, so it's all right. No. I should also point out that that Jamie watches all the YouTube videos that go on, and oh, he dude. saw the guy in the C class last year that cut the course. And those things, those things will keep Jamie up at night. So if you're gonna, if that you're gonna dude's cheat, got a special surprise waiting for him. <laughs> if you're gonna cheat, just re, you need to get to know Jamie a little bit before you decide to cut the course because he spends all winter, powder a day doesn't matter. He spends all winter festering. Thinking about the C-class guy who cut the course and then had the guts to put it on face on YouTube. <laughs> Dude, that shit drives me crazy. I will not miss a powder day for it. But I'll tell you what, it drives me insane. Oh you, my you put together a race course, right? And you like I've got a guy who blows by a volunteer standing someplace telling you to go this way and just rides right by him, jumps on the race course, passes three dudes. Oh. Yeah, and doesn't I'm and up. doesn't edit it out of his video. What kind of smart person is that? He's not. He's not. <laughs> no. Well, um, I want to know. I was kind of reading up on some of the the double A kind of black diamond trails, and it sounds like this is kind of precarious, very technical, single tracky kind of stuff that you guys have coming up for these pros and the A riders. So, so this, I I want to know how technical is this crap? I haven't ridden it. I've seen videos and stuff like that. It looks gnarly as shit, but I mean. You know, from from a thirty A racer perspective to another thirty A racer perspective, what's up, mm -hmm. Jamie? So the point is, you know, we put in there's a there's a little loop that's just for the A guys, and it's it's not for wusses. I mean, it's it's not supposed to be fast. It's not supposed to be fun race course. I mean, it is fun. You're a sick and twisted human being, like a lot of these people are. Yeah, you're on a dirt right? bike. You're awesome. Yeah. You need to have a little bit of a challenge. It needs to be something fun about it or something that makes it, makes it special. So, and actually, I mean, I can't take all the credit for this. When Joe and I are out wandering around, it's we're seriously looking at, dude, you really think you can ride your dirt bike up that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I can make it. Uh, one lap. Yeah, one time. <laughs> what do you think it's going to look like after six laps? Who cares? We're not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good now. What up? <laughs> well, you know, other promoters do this kind of shit to us when we're racing at their place, so why can't we do it to them when they come here? 
It's very you true. have to add something that's memorable, and we actually we most definitely added some memorable places for the A guys, and we've heard from some guys um, that race across the world and hard and hard enduros that have said that it's very grueling, very difficult, and that's we could take that as a compliment. Yes, I completely agree. Uh, we had uh, Last Man Standing, uh, one of the Red Bull events that unfortunately has, has gone the way of the wind, and just logistics, all the other kind of crap that goes along with that, uh, was you know done over in Munster, and that's about an hour and a half from my place, so I've been able to ride a lot of that trail. And it, it, what you're saying about it, like it being grueling and memorable and stuff, like and we're sick and twisted, it's the weirdest shit that you'll go out on a random day and find those arrows and follow them, and you keep falling. But you keep trying and you keep going and you're like it's you're like pushing your bike up to this stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing, but for some reason that's the way the arrows point, and you're gonna keep going to try that stuff. So it's really, it is like a a, a weird little mental game that we play with ourselves. The fact that we'll go find this kind of stuff and just do it. We we may not be doing it correctly, but we're just gonna keep trying and stuff. So I, I'm glad that you guys are doing that. I really. I like some of the, the way that things have evolved. I think like in J-Day, like I think it's a totally different form of racing uh, in, in off-road, and it's going to bring so many different types of people into our side of the sport in the sense that it's not completely closed-course motocross track. So, you know, and I think it's the same thing. Like we're going to get the guys that kind of think like we do, that sick, twisted kind of fun. Um, and I'm yeah. – I think that the the rocks up there are going to be. Is, is it better than Colorado? I think that's the biggest question. I think so. Wow. I'm biased, but that's I've a terrible question. As I just was in Colorado a couple of weeks ago, and I have to say that we have some pretty darn good trails compared to Colorado. But I'll say, when we first started this thing, uh, Jamie and I would be out on the race courses during the during the A loop, and the guys would come by and use every four letter word to tell us how to go to hell during the race and we thought we're going to be they're going to kill us when yeah. they get down to the tarred and feathered and they come back in after the race is over and it's nothing but compliments man that was the best thing we've ever done thank you so much for putting us through that challenge and i'm speaking strictly of the a loop i mean we don't do that to every class the c guys the kids the b guys we we're not attempting to put everybody through that kind of a mental and physical challenge but the a guys come back in and they say Holy cow! I don't know how I made it to the end, but this was the most amazing accomplishment. And we don't—we have DNFs, but we're not like a you know last man standing where only two people show up at the end. Yeah. And people people race to the end. I mean, it is a race. It's a hair scramble. But we work them, and they appreciate it at the end. They they may hate us in the middle of it, but when they sit down at the end and and have a drink of water or beer or whatever it is, um, they love it, and they come back for more every year. You know, and I'd like to add though too, like. And we have like all these different loops. So I think what makes us kind of special and what's different than a lot of other races that, you know, Saturday we've got, I mean, over the course of the weekend, we've got five different race courses that we use. Yeah. They're all supposed to be appropriate for each, each class. So it, it, it should feel like a national for a kid riding the super mini class. He's going to have some technical things to go through. It's not going to be a cakewalk race course for that 13 year old in the super mini class. I mean, it, it should be something memorable. And the same thing for a B rider. Somebody coming up and riding the 250B class, this is going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be gut check time after two hours of, of riding these rocks because there's no place to rest. It is, it's up, it's down. The, the mountain is moving underneath of you. 
and it and there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of traffic, and there's not a lot of places. Won't be a lot of places to pass. So, you know, it it is. It's really cool. I think for the A riders, like what we do with that that extra little portion for them. But I think the other thing, like what I take a lot of pride in, is what we do to make sure that there's race courses for everybody who's coming, so that yeah. it's appropriate for all of the classes, and it's not just a hard enduro for the best riders in the world. Because I also want this to be a hard race for the C class on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Appropriate to their ability. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that makes complete sense. And the fact that you guys have that much trail and that much terrain that you can work with to make that many courses. I know that yeah. when we, you know, work some of our local cross country races, we, we struggle with that a lot. You know, we have our blue lines, which is more the expert stuff and then our alternates and everything, but we can only be like, okay, well there's like this little split. And then they come back together, but you know, being that you guys can have all these different courses, that's fantastic, you know. Yeah. And in a lot of well, other part places. Part of it is that we, we're starting the races at different times, so right. You know, we have the B race that is separate from the A race altogether. We keep the guys off the mountain at the same time. You know, we could be running them at the same time and having a split during the race course, but it's a ten-mile race course. We want to make sure that the A, a riders have A traffic to deal with, and the B riders have B traffic to deal with. Yeah. You know, so it's trying to keep it appropriate you know class appropriate they keep that integrity across the entire weekend yeah and i think it's now that it's a national us. championship that's even more important because you know you don't want an a guy coming back and saying i lost because of some c rider in front of me absolutely and in in, in y'all's format obviously you know it, it, all a guys know that if somebody's coming up behind them hooting and hollering most likely it's not going to be the guy that's trying to pass him just to make up a spot or you know yeah. So I think that that's that's actually a really cool a really cool way to approach it. So uh, it's been super fun to do to have that kind of a format. It's exhausting, and <laughs> our volunteers want to kill us at the end of the weekend. But I think it's the only way to do it. Yeah, awesome. it's the only way to do it. I dig it. Well, cool, man. I want to know both of you guys what you're probably most excited for for the national championships. Your most most exciting thought about what is going to be coming up uh this year you want to start go ahead you know it's always fun to see the traffic come into town and we'll have a few semis from the pro guys coming in and see to see that set up but for me and the whole point of the amateur you know the amateur national championship what's the most exciting for me is seeing the storylines that come out of some of the lesser known classes the 40b class having a guy from the East Coast racing, a guy from the West Coast, they've never raced each other before, or the super mini class and having a kid from Minnesota and a kid from New York and a kid from California and some fast kids from Montana all mixed in together, Colorado. That's that's what I'm the most excited about are those stories that may not make the headlines and this, this race will have a pro class that will have plenty of headlines, but what makes the most what's the most exciting for me is those behind-the-scenes stories are the smaller, the more subtle things that are going to happen in the amateur classes, and having that opportunity for kids that uh, when you bring every year, I mean, we could call it a, a national championship. It could be a Western, Western hair scramble. But what I love the most, and just because I, my experience from riding is watching the families come, and whether it's mom racing, dad racing, kids racing, you know, seeing them all come together and bench racing when they're done, and. You know, just having it be a family experience and come out here and have a, a family vacation in a place that they truly all want to come and have a good time, that, that's the most rewarding part for me. And, and showing off Montana to people who have never been here before. Yes. 
Well, I dig it, and I'm certainly looking forward to being able to partake in some of the Montana awesomeness and all the other fun stuff that's going on. Uh, I do I do have to say that it's been uh, quite our up and downs uh, for this show, and it's been unfortunate. Um, but we do the best we can, and we really apologize for it. Uh, hopefully you guys have gotten tons of great information about this stuff. We definitely uh, can't thank uh, Joe and Jamie enough as we try to get them back on just to make sure that we got all the, the media-type stuff out of the way. But uh, for those of you guys who don't know, this has been seat time. Uh, typically, we try to keep the show to about an hour, but when we've got so much fun stuff to talk about, obviously we have to just keep talking to the good people because of the fact that they're the ones that are really uh, making this sport come alive and the fact that they're really trying to, to change the sport and really put out something new for the amateurs out there. It's not just about the professionals. It's about a lot of the guys that really help uh, keep the sport alive, and that's just all the racers and all the riders and all the families out there. So hopefully you guys are going to be able to make it to Big Sky. If not, at least you'll be able to check it out. Uh, BigSkyXC.com is the website. So please do that. Uh, Joe and Jimmy are great guys. really appreciate their time. So what you've been watching tonight is Seat Time. So SeatTime.co is the website where you can find us online. Um, if you could, We archive all the shows there that you can see there on the website. Uh, you can listen. You can watch. You can check out all the sponsors, all that kinds of fun stuff. It's a great time there. Uh, of course, we're on Facebook, so facebook.com slash seattime. We're on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash seattime underscore CEO. All the fun stuff. You can find us on Stitcher, on iTunes, on YouTube, at the website. All you have to do is search for Seat Time on any of those platforms, and you can totally get a hold of us. Um, and uh, after that, remember seattime.bigcartel.com is where you can go find some Seat Time swag. Uh, please remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome uh, we really appreciate you guys watching, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. We'll talk some more about Big Sky. Later, guys.